I'm not going to say that I desperately wanted to go to the concentration camp memorial site, but I felt a responsibility to do it because I think that the more people are cognizant of our history, the less likely we are to repeat it. We were having trouble finding words to describe the feeling, and I think if you've ever been to one of those places, you'll understand. We enjoyed the intellectual context of the camp, but you I don't think either of us would say we enjoyed being there. You're listening to Take Off to Travel, a weekly dive into the travels of your hosts, Colin and Olivia. We're going on a world trip for 13 months with just $25,000 each. Each week, you'll hear our tales, tips, and tricks as we explore the world. Hello, welcome to Take Off to Travel. I'm your host, Colin. And I'm Olivia. And today, we will be taking a deeper dive into Germany. So before we dive into Nuremberg specifically, we have done quite a bit outside of Nuremberg, including what we talked about last episode, our trips to London and Salzburg, Oktoberfest, etc. We've done a couple other day trips. The first one being Rotenburg, which is a cute little Bavarian town with a clock that moves and a castle and, and all this stuff. Why did we choose Rotenburg? I chose that as our first day trip because it's very, very famous online for being just like Christmas in a town, which obviously it's not the the true winter snow season here yet, but I was really excited to sort of be in a town that just soaked up all of the Christmassy over-the-top flavor, and I would say it definitely lived up to that. We did a Rick Steves tour there, so shout out Rick Steves. He's our man. He's truly the best. And we mostly just walked around that day. We did watch, or I watched the noon clock tower show. And I don't know how else to describe it. But I was a little underwhelmed. And you really liked it. I didn't see it. Well, you watched my video. And you thought the video was cool. That's true. The video was cute. Olivia is expecting this grand movement when it comes to these old clock towers. And she gets underwhelmed every time because she hypes it up in her head. But these are hundred year old, hundreds of years old clock towers. And just a little bit of movement I think is really cool that they were able to do that back then. Yeah, I just am picturing more of like a cuckoo clock experience where there's a lot of music and like figures moving around. and It did move around. Barely. It barely moved around. (laughs) What was something that stood out to you from our time in Rotenburg? You're going to roll your eyes, and I I know you remember it, but I don't think you think I will remember it. It's the Christmas store. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. So there is this Christmas store, Kathy something, K-A-T-H-E. It was just this, think... Bass Pro Shops, Dick's Sporting Goods, like the sports stores, but th- turn that into like a little cute little Christmas store. It was pure Christmas, 24-7, all day year round. It was really pretty inside. It was. It was decorated. There were little statues and stuff and trains. and. Yeah, I imagine if you went in that store anytime after December 1st, it would just be the most magical experience of your whole entire life. Yeah. It even had the kids throwing tantrums in it. Like, I want this toy. (laughs) (laughs) And the parents giving in and getting them the toy. It was really cute. Yeah. 
we also walked the city wall, which was a good, I don't know, two kilometers, we'll say. Yeah, that was our first real taste of what the German countryside looked like. Yeah, beautiful. Stunning. Yeah. So stunning. And that was also one of the last day trip days that we took that it was actually warm outside because ever since then, it's been kind of gross. Yeah. But after Rotenberg, we went to a not as fun place. Let's just say that. We went to Dachau, the concentration camp there. Um, We took a tour. It ended up being, what, a three-hour walking tour of the entire place. We got so much detail. Learned about survivors. Learned about some of the stuff that happened there. Walked through a gas chamber, which this specific one, they had no proof or reason to believe it was actually used. There are some rumors, but there's no proof. Do you want to describe the feeling of that day since you were able to do it last time? So I'm not going to say that I desperately wanted to go to the concentration camp memorial site, but I felt a responsibility to do it because I think that the more people are cognizant of our history, the less likely we are to repeat it. So I was, I just, I felt this, I don't even know what the word is. I just felt like we should go. And the experience was very heavy. I mean, I wouldn't expect it to be any other way, but I just, what was the word that I used when we were leaving that day? Bewildered? No. It, we, we were having trouble finding words to describe the feeling, and I think if you've ever been to one of those places, you'll understand. We enjoyed the intellectual context of the camp, but you I don't think either of us would say we enjoyed being there. No. The tour guide was excellent because I could tell that she took pride in her job and she felt like she was like doing her part to help prevent that from ever happening again. So I I felt really good about our guide. And the the camp itself was just really harrowing. I wish I could remember the word I used, but it's just I felt heavy, I felt sad, but I also felt, I don't know, educated. Like I felt like I understood the severity of what happened. I don't know if I'm making any sense. How would you describe how you felt now that you've had some time to kind of mull it over? I think what I said, I enjoyed learning about the history, I guess. It's enjoyed isn't the right word, but I I just I've never been able to find the right word for it. But I'm glad we went. I'm glad we learned about it. It's powerful stuff. Yeah. The tour that we did from a practical standpoint was run by the actual memorial site and we could you can't make a reservation ahead of time. You have to do it when you get on site. And it cost us four euros each, and you do have to pay in cash. So if you decide that you want to do the tour that we did, it was eight euros total. Yep. And for a three-hour walking tour, totally worth it. We have this great walking tour in Dachau, and then we go to Bamberg, and we have probably one of the most boring walking tours I've ever been on. And I I don't want to harp on the on the the person too much because she 
loved the information she was sharing. It was just not information that either of us cared about. Yeah, I... It was so bad we left. Yeah, we left during the tour. And that's saying something for us, because we have never left a walking tour. (laughs) So Bamberg is known for its beer. There are nine, anywhere from nine to 14 historic breweries there. I think they argue on the 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 number or the distinction like is this truly a historic brewery i don't i don't know it's somewhere between 9 and 14 and the town was really cute we went to a castle and a cathedral what was your experience at bamberg i wasn't expecting to like bamberg more than rotenberg but i did okay. like i actually if you only had time to do one or the other i would definitely pick bamberg the feeling of the city itself Yes, it was touristy, especially in the Old Town part, but I don't know. I guess Rotenberg felt very untouched, like they had really, no one really lives there currently. It was purely for tourists, whereas I felt that Bamberg was much more lived lived in. in. Like people still actually live in that city and they work in that city and it's beautiful, but it was a totally different feeling. So I personally really liked it. What about you? Yeah, I I also thought it was really cute. The tour of the palace was interesting because it was German only. So we took a German, a spoken German walking tour of the palace. And then there were little plaques in English. But the little plaques in English, I don't think, went into nearly as much detail as the guy went into. Because he would sit there and talk for 10 minutes in each room. Not 10 minutes, but you know, a, a long time in each room. While the plaque took about 15 seconds to read. So I'm sure we did not get the whole experience out of that tour. But we got to go into places of the palace that are only reachable through that tour. So we got to actually walk on the original flooring and see like some of the original uh, furniture that was there which is really cool while we were there we actually bought a i don't know what to call it other than a castle pass where for the next 14 days we get access to pretty much every castle in the bavarian state of germany so we are planning to continue hitting lots and lots of castles and i guess also an opera house because we did we have used it already For two people for 14 days, it is 66 euros. Again, you have to pay in cash, but it's going to save us quite a lot of money by the end of it. So you mentioned the Opera House already using it. We went to Bayreuth, and I'm sure we're not saying that correctly. Bayreuth, B-A-Y-R-E-U-T-H. There is probably one of the prettiest Opera Houses I have ever seen. I would say that even that we haven't seen. Yeah. It is UNESCO protected. It is very unassuming from the outside, but when you enter the actual space, it is it's beautiful. We I know we posted some pictures online on our account, Take Off to Travel Podcast on Instagram. If you want to check those out, but it is I I, I think very unique in what we've seen. Yeah, from what I remember reading on the tour, it's one of the few remaining Baroque opera houses in the world because it was only used a few times. And after it was used, it was just kind of left. 
and not ever really touched again. And so even though they had to do renovations, obviously, it was never used for any other purposes. And so it remained pretty much exactly how it was. Also, the museum around the space was really cool. It was very interactive and we put our faces on old opera singers and it looked so realistic. But all jokes aside, it was it was very, very interactive, very cool. I, I really enjoyed the opera house. And then we went to yet another castle. I was able to walk around that. We did not do the German speaking tour this time because we would have had to wait, I don't know, 45 minutes for it. Yeah, I don't know. Just not I don't do know it. how I feel about going to tours in other languages like that because yes, we did get to see things that we wouldn't have otherwise, but I don't know that I was observing a bunch of information because obviously it was all in German and the little plaques were just not the same quality, so I don't know. I'm kind of go back and forth on whether I would do it again or not. Yeah. Not to skip over what was inside the castle. They had a portrait room, is that what it was called? The State Gallery, State Portrait Room. Something like that. It was this 100 meter long hallway room filled with beautiful paintings of nature and fruit and people and different, you know, different Is that the one with the miniature paintings too? Yeah, they also had the miniature paintings section. It was, yeah, it was paintings, like portraits of people, but they were in like a two inch squared painting and you had they literally had magnifying glasses that you could use to look at the details because they were so incredibly detailed also the palm room if you remember that it is very from what i've heard from what i read on the information they gave us it's very unique it was brass gold i would say gold Gold. Maybe not real gold, but gold. Yeah. It was just these trees, these metal... Palms. Palms up the side of the walls and kind of onto the, the roof. And it was supposedly based off of one of the holiest rooms described in the Bible. But it that was extremely pretty. And I, I know I'm not describing it well. I'll see if I can find a picture and I'll link to it in the show notes. But it was, it was very pretty. And then we just got back actually from I think you mentioned it in the first episode or the previous episode we stayed in a castle we rented a room and stayed in a castle this was your birthday thing that we were able to do because of birthday gifts do you want to describe it I guess like you said this was a big bucket list thing for me I don't know when I first learned that you could stay in a castle but I have wanted to do it ever since I first learned that you could. And Germany has tons of like what they're called castle hotels. But I picked this one because it was kind of close to where we're staying in Nuremberg. Like it was only probably about two hours to get there. It wasn't bad. But it was also out in the countryside. And so we had a really pretty view of the surrounding country and lots of green spaces and forests and such. And I was actually really impressed. So we, we got there and we walked into the reception and it was like a legit castle. Like there were towers and a castle wall and all kinds of like brick structures. And we were staying in the tower. So we got our keys and went up literally this old castle tower. And we were on like the third floor, I think. But the room itself was pretty modern, which I was surprised by. Because the whole exterior is very clearly very old. 
but the inside was very renovated, very nice, very cozy. I think uh, it was a four-star hotel. Yeah, it was a four-star hotel. So it's very nice. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised with the inside. And we had a dinner in the like reception dining area. And it honestly almost felt like we were royalty because for the first like hour we were there, we were the only people in the entire restaurant. So we had our own personal waiter for a while. And the food was really good. The atmosphere, like I said, was just really cool. Dining in a castle as the only two people there is probably a once in a lifetime experience. Yeah, absolutely. I, I enjoyed it. Being the only two people at dinner was fun. We got seated up on a little step up by a window kind of overlooking the rest of the dining room. And yeah. it, it, it felt like we were royalty. The food was good. We did forget to bring any type of entertainment, <laughs> which is our own fault because, you know, the TVs are in, the TV channels are in German and. There's not a lot to do in the town. Yeah. Because it's a small, small, small town. Like none of the restaurants were even open when we got there. So we played some heads up. Yep. And entertained ourselves, but it was definitely worth it. I mean, I was actually surprised at how affordable it was. Uh, the base rate for the room we were in was only 125 euros. Yeah. And you can pay more to add on breakfast and meals and stuff like that. And there's obviously much nicer rooms than the one that we were in. But I don't know, in my head, a hotel room in the US, if you're paying $125, it's not a very nice hotel room. And it's possibly even in like a motel. No, that's a strong stance you just took. That's <laughs> what I think. I mean, it's been a long time since I've booked a hotel in the U.S., but that's the number I have in my head that's not very nice. Okay, so we've talked about everything we've done except for the place we actually are staying in, Nuremberg. We've done quite a bit here. Like we've said previously, we've been doing a lot of day trips because of the Castle Pass and because of that train ticket we have. We have been going around to different cities quite a bit as well, but we have done a lot in Nuremberg specifically. I think our first introduction to Nuremberg was the walking tour. Do you want to start with that? Sure. This was actually a, a good walking tour, unlike the one that we had in Bamberg. But we did what we like to do, where, where we join a free walking tour where you tip at the end. And this guide covered a lot of the history of the city. He walked us around to some of the major sites. He walked us to the wall, some famous churches, what he called the Insta Street, which we can talk about later. But I thought that it was a good introduction into the town because that was really our first taste of it because the other days, either it was the holiday or we were in Munich. So getting to walk around and absorb it, I was pleasantly surprised because I thought that Nuremberg was going to be much smaller. But as we walked around, it quickly became clear that it's not. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like a huge metroplex, but it's definitely like a good-sized city, and there's a lot going on. Yeah, it's 500,000 people, which surprised me, the number, because it doesn't feel like it's 500,000 people. But then when you look at it from like a high view, you're like, oh, wow, this <laughs> spreads out quite a bit. Yeah. Let's talk about like specifically the things in the old town that we've seen. The Lorenzkirche. That was a that was the church that we went in that was one of the oldest Gothic churches in the region. Which was again really cool to see. I, I think I feel like we've described churches in every single way. I wouldn't say that this one was unique in any way that I remember. It was just very big, very beautiful, very ornate. 
Yeah. Definitely I mean, recommend- definitely worth a visit. Absolutely recommend a visit. <laughs> it's just we have described so many churches. I don't think there's a lot I can say that will stand it out. But it was beautiful, and you should absolutely go see it. We also went to something called Hopped Market and Handworker Hof. And yes, I am reading those because I still have a hard time with some of the German pronunciations. But Handworker Hof is like a recreation of a medieval shopping village. And again, I imagine that would be even more cute if it was snowy or Christmassy, but it was plenty cute even in a sunny day. They had all kinds of little shops with a coffee shop, little goods, there were sausages. It was not huge like you could probably walk the entire thing in less than five minutes but it was just very quaint and adorable and hopped market was i believe the market outside of that church where we watched the show Mm -hmm. another clock tower that olivia was underwhelmed by i i liked that one i thought it was cool i have high expectations they had the clock had a little guy playing the drums you could hear the drums being played there were trumpets being played and a little procession coming in and out of the I mean, that one was better than the other one. But was, I, still I thought it was really cool. <laughs> I just apparently have really high standards for clock tower shows. But anyway, the Hopped Market was just a collection of different booths selling different kinds of foods. There's falafel stands. There's the, like, the bratwurst stands. There's also flowers and fruit and vegetables. and One of the most popular snacks here in Nuremberg. I don't know how to say it in German, but it's basically three in a bun is the English translation. And it's three little tiny sausages called the Nuremberg sausage in a bun. In a brioche. Yeah. And so that's very common and lots and lots of the stands you can get that. And you get it for like three euros to four euros depending on the stand. It's a nice little snack. We won't get into food yet, but just know that there is a food section coming and that is mainly for your parents so they can prepare themselves for it because we talked oh, about for foods. the section you mean for the section of food <laughs> so we did all that stuff we also went to the Nuremberg's famous for something else so they have their their cute little old town that has a bunch of tourists but also the Nazi documentation center where all of the history of Nazi Germany is kept. And also there's the rally grounds where Hitler liked to have huge rallies. Think like huge marches down this big street with the tanks. And I think more recently, I think we've seen something similar. North Korea does a lot, I think. Yeah. The building that we went in where we looked at all the documents in the history was actually part of the Congress Hall that Hitler was building, but it never actually was finished. It was originally intended to look kind of like the Roman Colosseum, but uh, it's really not even close to being done. And so that street that I was talking about has been turned into a race, a racing track, but the stands were the original stands from the from that era the you know the the late 30s to early 40s and there's just this specific part of the stands that sticks out and is just kind of higher than the rest you can kind of go up and stand on it and you kind of feel powerful when you stand up there like obviously horrible things happen but i understand why you're kind of like elevated it why people looked up to that in a the most non-political way possible to say that 
And then we've gone on some dates. I don't know if we've introduced it on the podcast, but Olivia had this idea to, she calls it alphabet dating. So in Croatia, we went on the A date where we went to a movie theater called the Adriatic Cinema, Adriatic Outdoor Cinema, and we went to a restaurant that started with an A. I was in charge of the B date, and so we ended up doing, we went to a bunch of different breweries, I guess, where we we had a bratwurst and a beer. We would share the beer, share the bratwurst, and then go to another one. We went to three or four different places for that date, had a great time, and we just did our C date. Do you want to describe that? Because that was yours. We First, we started with some hot chocolate, because I wanted hot chocolate, and then we baked a cobbler. But I was blindfolded and Colin couldn't touch any of the stuff. So he could give me instructions and then I would have to do it. And the cobbler turned out okay, but it was honestly really fun and just kind of like a goofy activity. Yeah. And we haven't talked about our apartment yet. I love our apartment. We have a nice room. We've got a desk. We've got a couple of chairs. We've got a bed, a big, big closet. There is one quirk and it's not a apartment specific quirk it's a german toilet quirk a a german toilet quirk there is what we only can call a poop (laughs) shelf (laughs) and i think we read we look because we looked this up it is so weird y'all please look this up and i I promise nothing weird is going to pop up on your google searches (laughs) on your google search when you look this up but it is instead of like the toilet being a bowl it, I mean, it is a bowl, but 80% of it is flat surface. And then the part that's closest to the front of the toilet is the actual hole. Yeah. It's a raised shelf that everything collects on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then and then you flush. And it supposedly saves water, I think is what is the reason for that. But it is so funny to me that this thing exists yeah neither it's a poop of us shelf. said anything to each other for a few days and then one day i just came in and i said have you noticed that there's a poop shelf and he <laughs> knew immediately what i was talking about <laughs> so yes um please look that up no i promise nothing weird will pop up it's not some weird urban dictionary thing it is one of the most interesting and unique toilet setups i've ever seen (laughs) oh the other unique thing that i think is a generic german thing because the castle had this too is that when you lay in a double bed the blankets are split in half like there's one blanket for For each each half of the bed yeah for each person which is something i've not seen before so i guess it prevents someone from hogging all the covers but it's kind of odd I'm not sure what to think of it. And then to wrap up this part of Germany's podcast, there may be another one. We need to talk about all the foods we've tried. Just Hi, real Mom. quick. Hi, Dad. Real quick, rapid fire, the foods. So we have had way too many sausages to describe. They've all been great, some better than others, but I wouldn't say we've had a bad sausage here. We had the cola beer mix, and I'll take this because... It was your choice. It was my choice. It was a mixture of wheat beer, so like a Hefeweizen, and Coca-Cola. Half beer, half Coca-Cola, and it was 
surprisingly really good. It almost tasted like root beer, and Olivia's rolling her eyes right now, <laughs> but I very much enjoyed it. We've had a Rattler, and we described what that was earlier. It's a half beer, half Sprite or lemonade, depending on who makes it. Um, that's very refreshing. We also had something called a snowball or a schneeballen in German, and that's a Rotenberg-specific one. But that was sort of like a fried pastry dough shaped into a round ball covered in powdered sugar. Almost like a tumbleweed kind of ball. Oh, you mean literally a tumbleweed. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. literally yeah. a tumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, not really that exciting of a dessert. Not sure that I would say you must try it, but, but it, was, it was fine. Yeah, I had a poppy seed pastry, which I've never had before, which I very much enjoyed. It was like a, think cinnamon roll, like a spiral pastry like that. But instead of cinnamon, it was poppy seed. You had an apple strudel. It was divine. I've, I've not had a single bad apple strudel here. In... Oktoberfest, there was a lunch deal, and it was a mixed green bean, chicken, potato mixture of food, and it was divine. I highly suggest you go on a weekday and get that lunch deal at Oktoberfest. We've had another kind of mixed bowl of food. It had bacon, potato dumplings, green beans, also very good. I think I just like potato green beans and (laughs) meat. (laughs) And then there's also so many Asian food options here. Like authentic ones, too. Yeah. Not just, like, not very good ones. Like, we went to a place, a Thai place today where the person who worked there did not speak German or English, only spoke Thai. And that's the, you know it was very good food. It was <laughs> exceptional. So, if you like Asian food and German food, no better place to go than Nuremberg. Nuremberg. Um, And so that kind of wraps it up. Thank you guys so much for listening. um, And we'll see you guys next time.